0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigator's Church Ministries. For more information or to get connected, go to navigatorschurchministries.org. Today's episode is part one of a two-part series on finding someone to disciple, and it comes from our dear friend Darcy in Hamilton, Ontario. She shot in a message, and it was a great idea to dive into this topic. And so before we even jump into today's topic, I just want to let you know that if if you have an idea for what we should cover in the podcast, shoot us an email. The link's in the show notes. We would love to hear from you and love to create some episodes around what you need to hear, because at the end of the day, we all grow stronger when we lean into our weaknesses and make disciples who can make disciples. All right, Justin, so jump into today's part one of our two-part episode, Finding Someone to Disciple.
1: Okay, so today's episode is all around this idea of how do you find someone to disciple? And what Tony and I hear over and over and over again as we're in churches and teaching about disciple-making in different places, doing workshops, is the churches are asking us, they're saying, hey, we have all these people that need discipled, and we don't have enough disciple-makers and so we spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy helping different churches create disciple makers. And at the same time, as those disciple makers are being created, over time, a question comes to us, right? And it's not just, who do I disciple? It's a question of like, well, I can't find anyone to disciple. And so the question that, that I struggle with, and, and especially when Darcy sent this in, I was thinking, well, where exactly is the shortage, right? Because we have, sometimes we have churches saying we have too many disciples and not enough disciple makers. And then we have disciple makers coming to us and saying, we can't find anyone to disciple. And so where is the shortage? But how do you find someone to disciple if you're already a disciple maker? And I think that's gonna unlock a little more perspective on what exactly is going on in that tension where both sides are kind of like, not connecting to the other side.
0: Yeah. One of the things that's really interesting is that it's often hard to find someone to disciple because in our minds, we have a series of objections that are already there. For example, I was talking to a disciple maker and I said, well, surely there has to be someone in your church to disciple. And they said, well, there's a bunch of people who've been there for a really long time and they're the older saints of the church. And man, I just don't think I could ask them. And yet, On the other hand, I've talked to another guy who was about disciple making and he said, well, I was going to go reach out and talk to this young family, but they seem so busy. I just don't want to interfere in their life. And so what ends up happening is we create a whole lot of reasons on why we think we can't make disciples who can make disciples. But what I think we're going to suggest today is that it might be a little bit deeper than that, that our hang up around finding someone to pour into is more than just our um, our objections of their one's too old or one's too young. I think it has more to do with genuine relationships. Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times when we are thinking about who to disciple, especially as a young disciple maker or somebody who maybe is even trying this for the first time, there's a lot around it, right? There's a lot of internal barriers and obstacles around, like, oh, okay, well. Who am I going to ask? And you know, we we play in our minds what that conversation is going to be like. And there's some fear around it. Some fear of rejection. Some fear of like them, the other person thinking that they're that you are saying, well, their their relationship with God is not good enough, or that yours is way better. And so there's all these things. But uh, then we we get down to a place where we're like, okay, well, I got like one or two people that I would feel comfortable asking. um, and so then we just move in that direction uh, or we, we have reasons why those one or two people aren't a good fit. And when we do that, then we get to a place where we ask, it, well, I can't find anyone. How do I find someone then? And the lack of genuine relationships is if we don't have uh, a comfortable relationship with different types of people, people who are at different places in their walk with Jesus then it's harder and harder to know who we can disciple. And when we have that inability to consider through an intentional lens, then it can become a real roadblock for us. And it can actually stop us from moving forward in disciple making. And that's one of the reasons why having a conviction around disciple making, that, that you are called to make disciples no matter what, is one of the things that can propel us through this tension or this roadblock But there's another tool that you know we've referenced on the podcast before we've probably even talked about it before but we want to take time in this episode to really unpack it so that we can understand how do we use it and this tool that i'm talking about is just an acronym and it's the fat acronym f-a-t and um it's it's what i call the irreducible triumvirate of selection that, right? is and so, that is a big word. Triumvirate? Is
0: that what you said? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You like it? Praise the Lord. I like it. What's it mean? It makes me think of trumpets. I don't know why, but the triumvirate. So the, the three things that we cannot get less than these three, when we're thinking about how to select someone, we could get, we could add more things, but if you take away any of these three things, it's not going to work. Your disciple making relationship will not work. And so Let's just walk through those together. Um, Yeah, and we can, as we walk through, what I want us to do is think about, okay, well, how do we apply this then in our disciple-making selection?
0: All right, so I'm going to jump in and start with the F. The F is faithful. Now, um, as I jump into the F, I want to start with a story, right? There was a, a time in my life when I was discipling someone And they weren't actually really going to church. And what I was really doing is I was going to lunch with them on a regular basis. And so it was intentional. It was really relational in the sense of like, hey, I'm there to meet with them. I'm there to build that structure. I'm there to help them push them closer to Christ. But the reality is, is they weren't in a faithful spot, right? They weren't going to church. They weren't reading scripture they weren't doing some of the things that we would call some of the core tenets of our faith. And so while they, they professed that they believed in Jesus, they weren't faithful yet in their actions. And so this is why the F is so important, is that you can't disciple someone who's not ready to grow closer to Christ, who's not ready to show up and be faithful in how they approach the topic of what it means to follow Jesus and so, as you begin to think and look for someone who's faithful, ask yourself these questions Are they showing up in the places of spiritual disciplines? Are they putting in the work? Have they expressed kind of a lifestyle that leads you to believe that they're following Christ?
1: Yeah, another note on that, Tony. And I love this idea of faithfulness. And I always think of Luke 16:10. Uh, with this F, right? What does it really mean? And Luke 16, 10 says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. And so I call this, there's a training principle here of someone who is faithful with a small opportunity will likely be faithful with a larger opportunity. Hmm. But somebody who is not faithful with a small opportunity, such as the opportunity to learn and grow from being a part of uh, church services at a regular level or small groups at a regular interval, if they can't handle that level of opportunity and to be faithful there, they're probably not going to behave any differently with a greater opportunity of being discipled. And so that's one of the ways, right? Just as you're saying, that's one of the ways that we can examine and see, well, is this person that we're considering, are they a good fit uh, for disciple making? Okay. And then that, Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I, w- I was just going to transition us into that next letter, the next letter being available. So, Justin, when you think about availability, what is it that you think about?
1: Yeah, so availability is probably the most straightforward of these three, right? So are do they have the time in their schedule? Uh, is their schedule packed so full that they cannot meet regularly with you, that they can't get time with you? Um, you know, to sit down over coffee or sit down over a meal? Do they have time to to get together with you on occasion, doing things outside of that, whether it's spending time with family together, going to play golf together or whatever it is, is their schedule such that they have time for the, the type of relationship that disciple making requires? Because here's the reality. If they don't have time to do that with you, then they're definitely not going to have time when you ask them to go do it with somebody else, right? And so this availability piece is really, really important. And honestly, this is one of those that can be uh, really easy to be tricked on because if they're both faithful and uh, teachable, which we'll talk about next, then they can say, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Let's do that. Let's get started, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But then it can become quickly apparent, whether it's before, like when you're trying to schedule that first meeting, Or as the scheduling moves forward, after you've met a couple times, that really they don't have that availability. They're canceling on you. They're moving the the time that um, that you've already scheduled. Things like that. And so we have to be able to um, have time with those that we're discipling if it's going to work at all.
0: One of the other things that goes along with availability that's important to keep your finger on the pulse of is emotional availability. So sometimes when you're meeting with someone, they're overwhelmed with the things in their life or a trauma or an acute kind of situation. A great example of that is is that if you're meeting with a guy who's going through a, a marital kind of distress and it's so acute that he thinks about it all the time, you're not gonna be able to get to intentional practices for following Jesus because at the time, he's not emotionally available. So I'm not suggesting that you give up on the person or that you just abandon the person. What I want you to know is that there is a difference between someone who needs kind of a more counseling triage approach versus someone who's ready to actually get into intentional disciple making. And there are even seasons where you, you just have to put a pin in it. Right. If, if someone's uh, close to their family is, is in the process of dying, you may have to put a pin in disciple making for the sake of the relationship because right now they're just not emotionally available. And that's okay because as disciple makers, we play the long game uh, far more than we play the short game.
1: And so if I'm understanding you right, Tony, what, what you're saying is that there's availability, the physical, the time, but there's also the emotional, but as disciple makers, part of what we're doing is digging into their emotional life, the challenges that they have in their life. And so we're not saying that when somebody has a challenge in their life, that that means they can't be discipled. Right. Um, I think what you're saying is that um, we have to be careful that we're not selecting people whose uh, emotional challenges or whose life challenges are so great that they don't have the capacity or the, the ability to delve into their life with God. Um, and they need more of a counselor. Uh, that yeah. needs to be the major input that they have in their life right now, uh, more so than a disciple maker at that time. Is that? I want to make yeah, sure we that's get that a- clear because we could get some miscommunication, and we're not trying to get.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm not as disciple makers. We always dive into the depths of people's lives, but sometimes in our selection process, it may not be the right season to select someone who's going through yeah. something that makes them emotionally unavailable, and that's okay.
1: Yes, yeah. because uh, somebody who's not, it's not a great time for them to be discipled right now, we're not saying they'll never be a great person for discipling, right? So I know for me, there was a time when somebody tried to disciple me when I was a terrible person to disciple. It was not a good pick by that guy because (laughs) I was was not faithful uh, whatsoever to him Uh, and I was maybe teachable, maybe. And only available and I wanted, wanted to be because I wasn't, I wasn't faithful. And so, yeah, just because it's a no right now doesn't mean that you're saying the person's never going to be a good fit uh, for disciple making. And that's why this selection is so important uh, that Jesus would spend, you know, a whole night in prayer, uh, praying over who it was that he should invite into a relationship like this. OK, so so far we have faithful, we have available. Tony, what's what's the T? Bring us home
0: here. The T is teachable, right? Teachable. And that means are they willing to come in and take instruction, right? Because of the intentional nature of disciple making, what we're asking you to do in the relationship is to come in with an agenda in mind, to come in with tools in mind, to think about how we can help teach someone. Well, there's nothing more frustrating as a disciple maker for someone who's not willing to come in and accept any of the teaching that you're bringing to the table. Now, I'm not talking about just like resistance. Resistance is okay. What I'm talking about is just blatant disregard, right? Are they even open to being challenged? Are they taking it from a humble posture? Are they open to trying it even if it's hard? Are they willing to do the work? It's one of the reasons why I think it's so important to assign homework early on in the relationship Is because when you assign homework and they don't do it or do it, you'll get a clear sense of teachability.
1: Yeah, and that that piece is real important, right? Because we can't have an intentional relationship that moves somewhere, moves them from where they are to a different reality, whether internally and externally, that's what we're looking for, if they're not willing to do something different, right? And so it's that intentional uh, being open and receiving that. Uh, you know, instruction or teaching. Teaching makes it sound like it's all academic or knowledge focused, and it's not. Uh, but there is a component of that. And what I want to, what I want to kind of wrap us with here on the faithful, available, teachable is, you know, when we think about Second Timothy two two, which Paul is writing to Timothy, and he says, "In the things you have heard me say, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others." That's what's at stake here in selection right if we're going to have a disciple making relationship that moves to a place of multiplication where they're going out and doing it with someone else then we we can't just hang out with people and be friends with them right i think of disciple making is friendship plus right so it's not only uh loving someone and getting into their life and supporting them but it's helping them grow in their faith and mature in their faith to the place where they can do this with others because our world is full of brokenness and full of people who are struggling in life and who want more of Jesus, who want more of uh, his freedom and the grace that he offers, uh, want to separate from sin more and more. And some of us have figured out and have made progress in that. We haven't figured it all out. We're not perfect in it, but we've made progress in it. And so Part of what disciple making is, is helping people that have tasted it figure out how to help others with it. And then part of it is those people who are broken and hurting, but really open and hungry to to growing in Jesus and growing in maturity to helping them uh, really become disciple makers and become free from a lot of that stuff. Um, Tony, what else do we need to consider when we're thinking about? Um, this question of finding someone to disciple.
0: One of the things that I think it's important to also wrestle with is I'm oftentimes looking for non-Christians who I can begin to disciple and hang out with right now. You're like Tony non-Christians that kind of butts up against faithful, available, teachable. And that's true, right? That's true. However, I can test someone's character even before they know God And so in that way, I'm looking for someone who's faithful, available, teachable. One of the things that we talk about in evangelism in our church is seeing opportunities for God talk, right? Who are our neighbors? Who do we need to love on? Who are the people that keep showing up? And I think through a lot of prayer and discernment, you can begin to surround yourself with people that may not know Christ, but may be on the verge of being faithful, available, teachable. Maybe they're already available and teachable, and the faithful part, Well, that's what you're there for. You're there to walk with them as they grow into their faith. And in that case, the kind of lens is a little bit different. So I always look for uh, faithful, available, teachable, or fat non-Christians as well as Christians. And I want to keep my eyes open because the Lord can reveal so many things.
1: Yeah, because if we can find some non-Christians like that who are interested in uh, examining the claims of Jesus, eventually they're going to be Christ followers. And there's no better person to disciple than somebody who's just come into the faith, who are really excited to grow and to learn, you know. and they are almost always fat from the start in that case. So if you're not sure who to disciple and you're looking around the church and you're not finding people, go spend a lot of time with non-Christians and go really just intentionally invest in those relationships, pray for them to come to faith. And then as they do, you're going to have people to disciple right away um, from the people that Jesus is bringing into the kingdom as you spend time with them. Um, So again, faithful, available, teachable. Uh, Let me talk through our takeaway and action step for this week. So our takeaway is find someone to disciple or finding someone to disciple takes intentional prayer and discernment. Like I mentioned earlier, Jesus prayed all night long. And if he needed that time to connect to God's heart, on who to invest in, how much more do we need to do the same? And then our action step, pray about who in your life is ready to be discipled. Really pray about it. And then make a list of a couple names that you can continue to pray over and then move towards an invitation. Um, And so again, pray and make that list. And we're gonna be praying with you because we know that there are people out there who are probably calling out to God today. God, would you send someone to help me? I need your help. I need your help. And you can be that person for someone. Thanks again for listening. We're excited to be back with you this season. Uh we have lots of great episodes in store for you. And so one of the biggest things that you can do for us is rate and review this podcast and even greater than that is if you would share Uh, a podcast episode that you really love or found valuable with a friend of yours uh, so that you can encourage them to. We'll see you soon.